I will never forget their screams. This was in Boxtel, Netherlands on Monday, February 3rd and I attended for the first time an entire vigil bearing witness to the victims of most people's choices. These victims here were pigs whom you just heard on this um, record I made uh, on Monday. The reason why I recorded their screams is because I think this is one of the worst screams that I've ever heard in my life. The worst scream animals screams in general they're all so horrendous but when you hear a pig scream to me I just it, it sounds like hell and it's just it's hard to bear it's hard to stand such a scream because it triggers so much uncomfort in us and it triggers some disgust as well and some rage because we just feel so appalled by what we hear but at the same time we're not fully understanding that the screams are the result of our decisions of our everyday choices three times a day and I wanted to talk about this experience which was a bit traumatizing for me and I just let one day pass by so that I would be more yeah, more at ease and a bit more recovered from this experience. Um, I had gone to a vigil previously in the US as I was visiting a friend, but I never really had time to be with the animals, to see them, to hear them, to feel them. And this time in Boxtel, I could really grasp um, the whole experience. Um, first, when you arrive there, um, it's it's a big industrial zone, and there are probably different uh, slaughterhouses there. I'm pretty sure there's not only um, Vion uh, that that was Vion Food Group, um, and the slaughterhouse where we went there. And when you arrive, you can you get out of the car and you can already smell the the feces, the the urine, any possible smell that are surrounding the pigs in the trucks, and it's just such a strong smell that you you actually leave there uh, with their smells. You have their their 
body smell uh, that are just impregnated in your clothes and even on, on your hands because of um, although we used gloves but even by using gloves and not touching them from hand to skin it, their smell is still so present and two days after I came back um, I washed the jacket I was wearing on that day and the jacket still contains their smell and to me it's it's like a, a part of them is still with me and at the same time it just it brings such a feeling of um, in comfort because it just constantly reminds you of what they were going through at that moment and what they were about to go through and what all the other thousands pigs that followed them had to go through and uh, for your information in Vian on that um, slaughterhouse where we were about if I'm not mistaken, I think it's it's definitely over 20,000 pigs who are murdered every day there. I think the precise number was 29,000 pigs who are slaughtered every day. Um, so the experience is made a bit easier um, and more convenient because um, the staff there, it's um, everything is done so that the activists have nothing to do. They don't have to bring water, they don't have to bring gloves. You just have to respect some rules, um, which are to bring your ID. Uh, you cannot drink or eat there. Uh, you have to wear gloves to touch the pigs. You cannot uh, photograph the, the employees there. And when you meet these people and they they register they register you on a paper sheet and they give you like a little badge that, that you wear around your neck. When they register register you register, yeah, they they're just like you and I. They're ordinary people, and although. We think about slaughterhouses uh, just from with the idea that there are only slaughterhouse people working there who who slit animals' throats all day long, but there still have there still are usual ordinary people who work there and who will smile at you on the street or shake your hand or just be polite and respectful and it's just so hard to process when you're there that there are thousands of pigs being murdered and these people, some, some of them are not really implied in the process of murdering these pigs but still they are part of this company and and they're so kind to you and nice at it's it's a big contradiction and that really I don't know I, I felt a bit speechless 
or when I was there, I didn't because you know that the, those people are somehow um, related to this company, to the slaughter of those pigs. So you you don't want to be mean to them because as a vegan we we want to represent values that match our actions and we preach compassion and peace and respect, kindness, love. And so you you want to be kind to those people and it's just at the same time, constantly on your mind, you know that they are linked to the slaughter of those innocent beings. So that was something I, I had a hard time with. Um, but yeah, you just can't help noticing how kind those people are there. Um, so we stayed about three hours there. Uh, I would say about two, three trucks uh, first stopped and they stopped for about 20-30 minutes um, so there were three trucks that went by before I I started really realizing what was going on and I will come to that a bit later um, yes yeah, so they stopped about 20-30 minutes and at first we were about a dozen of activists um, yeah I knew start seeing the pigs and you observe just how they interact with each other and they the trucks have about I would say three different floors um, and there are each of them are se separated I think in two to three um, compartments and there are about I think eight to ten pigs and I never imagined that the pigs would be so big. I think they're, you can yeah, comfortably say that they're about this long. So maybe, I don't know, one meter and 20 centimeters, something like this, or a bit more. Um, and very large as well. And some of them are just I can assume so exhausted from the transport that they've gone through that some of them are just lying down and they're not standing up they you can just you can kind of feel already their despair that they're they're already a bit giving up on life because they can feel what's going to happen you can feel that they're just so I, they're just they are getting ready they know what's about to happen and you can clearly see it in their eyes as well um, a lot of them are quite agitated as well because of all the stress that they've been through um, the majority of them have marks of abuse clear marks of abuse um, red traces you can see some blood as well and uh, I saw one but I'm pretty sure there were many of them uh, I saw one that had who had an ulcer that was about this big like like a golf ball that was just um, growing out of his neck um, yeah and 
I think what I clearly um, realized on that day is that they're so similar to us when you look into their eyes their eyes are just like ours their skin is literally the same color as our skin and when I looked at their skin and and saw their hair I I was thinking about my skin and my hair their hair are just a, a little bit rougher like a little bit thicker but when you see their skin and their hair on it it's it's just like us and when they when you look into their your their eyes and when they look back at you you can you can really feel that they are trying to tell you something that they are begging for your help um, a very saddening fact uh, as well is that they are so thirsty they just empty up bottle after bottle after bottle of water and we have we are given some uh, bottles there that are already filled and sealed and then they have a, a big container with water in there where we can fill up uh, the bottles again um, the screams that you hear at the beginning uh, of this video podcast episode no matter how you're uh, listening to it those screams are the screams of the pigs while they are in the trucks this is not even in the process of the slaughter yet and they are still screaming like hell because they are stepping over each other they are in stress they are confused they are scared they they don't know why the hell they've been traveling for so long why the hell they're being stacked up on top of each other why the hell um yeah the the, the truck is waiting for so long they don't know what's happening but yet you can see that some of them managed to calm down calm down a little bit uh, as some activists sing to them as well to comfort them a little um, yeah I filmed um, I don't know if I will be adding some footage or photos of the, um, the vigil in this video um, so there were these three tracks that went by and then I just started realizing and I completely lost it I I just exploded in tears um, I just realized like when when you see them in the truck with the, the bars on the truck it it looks like a prison they're just prisoners and when I saw them I I pictured myself back in the last century where people of my own species were being imprisoned just because of their religion or skin color or whatever and 
this is just so terribly wrong. And I, I cannot understand why people don't get that. Why people just think that their taste for what they call food is more important than what those animals are going through. And I just felt so powerless. I just felt so desperate. There was nothing I could do but just just cuddle them, just give them a warm touch. And there was this pig. I think she was a she. And um, she was just lying down. You felt like she she had given up. And I wasn't, I filmed her a little bit and then I was not filming but I was using my phone on camera, with the camera on, just to see her because, because my arm is a bit too small so I could reach her and pet her, feel her but my, I couldn't reach my head over to see her. So I held my, my phone to see her. And you could see like she was looking up, like her eyes were full of of despair and anxiety. And I just thought like, can people just put themselves in their shoes for one second? If you were, if you were, bred into the world for the only purpose of being treated like shit, living in shit and murdered, being surrounded by feces and urine your whole life and ending up being surrounded by blood and the blood of your siblings. And all I could do there was just to pet her. All I could do was to maybe give her some of my comforting energy through my touch and in my mind try to talk to her and I kept repeating in my head I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that I used to eat you, I used to eat your siblings. I'm so sorry that my, the members of my species don't see the value in your eyes, don't see the value of your life and just, just see you as an object, as a lifeless product. And it's so appalling when you when you see their tags on their ears, and I assume some of them maybe had they, their tags taken off or they lost them because you could see some of them had like a big hole in their ears, and it's just when you see the marks of abuse on them you think about 
any person, individual you might have seen on TV or on Facebook, wherever, um, and you see, you know when someone has been beaten up because of the bruises and the marks if they have been whipped or and it was just the same marks on them. I I don't know how how people cannot realize that no matter the individual marks of abuse are the same on anyone. You can clearly recognize when someone has been mistreated. And if we would see, if we saw marks of abuse on someone, we would directly do something about it. We would ask the person if this person is okay, we would try to find her or his abuser and we would do something so that this person is held responsible for his or her actions. If we recognize marks of abuse on a dog, people would be outraged and we would we would do anything to yes to lead to the judgment of the person who did this. But why when this happens in closed walls far away from where we live? Why doesn't it matter anymore? When, because it's away from our plate, away from our sight, why doesn't it matter anymore? It's still the same intensity of pain. It's still the same intensity of suffering and fear and the air that goes into this pig's lungs is the same air that I get to breathe. So why are we treat, being treated differently? Their heart is beating just like my heart is beating. So why do I get a different treatment than they do? Um, what I realized on that day is also that although it's heartbreaking, it's one of the most difficult experiences I've had to live within my activism journey, I, I just felt how essential this is, how critical it is that more activists go to vigils. I know I, I consider really all forms of activism as much as important. But on that day I realized what, what am I tangibly, concretely doing for the animals if I'm not with them. If I'm not there to reassure them, if I'm not there to give them maybe the only love and kind touch, cuddle, if I, if I cannot bring them the love they've never had in their life, then who will do it?
and I can I I do activism almost every day whether it's through podcast episodes or videos or sharing articles or um, holding holding people uh, accountable on Instagram and Facebook for um, their decision to invest invest uh, in animal cruelty. I do activism on a daily basis, but when I do that, I'm so far away from the reality. I'm so far away from the victims, and and I cannot, of course, I cannot be there for every single animal of the millions of the thousands that will die today. I cannot be there for all of them, but if I can be there for even just one of them, for me it's just, it means the world. If I can give them the only human kind touch they've ever received in their life, at least I can make that difference for them before before they have their um, throat slit and yeah and even though I know this is so hard to experience for an activist I know how bad I felt on the very evening after this experience I know how bad I feel every day now ever since but it will never be as bad as what they go through. So I have, I have the responsibility to be there for them the only time where they can possibly need me. So if you're an activist and you've never done a vigil and you obviously love animals and if you want to show them your love, I think there's no better proof of um, yeah, a real dedication to this cause than attending vigils bearing witness for the victims. Because no matter what other form of activism you do, this is the only form of activism where you will be with the victims on their last, in their last moments, in their last seconds of life. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap up for today. Um, yeah, if you've also attended vigils, if you're born witness, uh, please get in touch if you need support. Uh, also reach out for community support, don't be scared to ask for people's help, to ask for someone to talk to. Um, this is so important. I know how it feels now and I just know that on that day I needed someone so much to take me in their arms and a friend of mine, she took me in her arms and thank you Marie if you're listening to this. You cannot imagine how good it felt to uh, yeah, have your support on that day. Yes, if you um, 
like this the content i produce here i would highly appreciate any review you could leave on apple podcast um or just send me a message here it really yeah it would mean the work to me thank you so much for watching listening and i will see you in the next episode bye